Nothing like being in the house of God. Amen. Amen. There's no better place to be than in the house of God. Amen. Psalms 127, verse number 1. If we could stand for the short reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. It says it like this. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. One more time. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Amen. And I want to preach, amen, something I've preached here before. Uh, but feel the lean of the Holy Ghost to do it again. Is it called it? Accept the Lord. The title of my message, Accept the Lord. That's not A-C-C-E-P-T, as you would spell it. But it is E-X-C-E-P-T. Accept the Lord. Amen. Accept the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we set our Bible aside and let's ask the Lord to talk to us today. Amen. To help us here in this place today. God, we love you. We give you praise, glory, and honor. I'm asking you, God, to help us anoint our hearts and our minds, God. God, God, I pray you'd help us to focus our attention upon you. Lord, to hear the word of the Lord. God, move us forward and not backward, God. In the name of Jesus, help us to receive your word and apply it to our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. And before I do start this uh, message out tonight, today, amen, we, I think a lot of preachers have that tendency to say tonight. Amen. A lot of times we have to correct ourselves. Amen. But I do want to say uh, just a uh, little bit of housekeeping. Amen. Before we start this message here today, amen, is uh, I want to discourage as much going in and out during the preaching of the Word of God as much as possible. Uh, it is uh, many times disrespectful to get up and down during church and while the man of God is preaching. And I want to just stress that one more time. Amen. Uh, as my as I've learned a long time ago uh, from my parents and also from the strong usher ministry of the Apostolic Church. Back in the day, Brother Duarte, they would they would tell you, go back to your seat and, and hold it. And you wait till church is over. You should have done that before church. And, and there was many times I'd be like, I've got to go to the bathroom. No, you go sit there. I would tell my parents, they said, what did the ushers say? They said, go sit. Well, you didn't need, you need to go sit. You should have done it right the, the, before you got here. Um, and so I'm going to just say that. Amen. Let's let's minimize the going in and out. During the preaching of the Word of God, as as a sign of respect for the uh, the ministry of the Word of God, Amen. There's going to be times when you you know something happens and baby, whatever blowout, I don't know. I've experienced plenty of those already. And you know if you don't do something, that baby's going to scream to the high heavens to the rest of the, for the rest until you finish the the job that you have to do. And so understand those things. But uh, I want to preach uh, except the Lord. Build the house. They labor in vain that build it. The first half uh, of this scripture in Psalms 127 is in building. And the second half of this scripture in Psalms 127 is that of preservation. And there is something that is 
uh, a principle that we see here that there is a process uh, through which through life that we want, that God wants to show us that he wants to stay at the forefront of everything that we do. And as uh, as young people today, we honored our graduates and I want to preach. Amen. For a few moments to the graduates, but also amen to others in the church. Amen. Who are on the course. Uh, still uh, seeing things realized in their life and they're still trying to pursue dreams and they're t- still trying to, uh, to go places in life. The first half of life building. A lot of people through the first half of life, they're trying to acquire, they're trying to attain, they're trying to reach for things. They're trying to uh, see how far that they can go in life and how high they can move up the ladder. And so the scripture in Psalms 127 lets us know in the process of building and acquiring and attaining, amen, you've got to make sure that God is still right smack in the middle of your pursuits, amen. We've got to make sure that we keep Him at the forefront of our pursuits, that first and foremost, we're striving to please Him. We're striving to keep Him number one in life. It's not, it's not, it is okay, amen, to try to go up the career ladder. It's, it's good to get a job and try to make money and provide for your family and do well and be affluent in life. Amen. Those are all good things. Amen. But except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. If you try to acquire things and attain things in life without the help of the Holy Ghost, it is vanity. It is vanity. Amen. It is it is in vain. And the Bible says only what you do for Christ will last. And I want to remind, amen, some graduates today on this Sunday morning. Amen. Except the Lord build your life. Amen. Your life will be in vain. Except the Lord is right smack in the middle of it all, Brother Noah, Brother Jonathan. Except God is right there in the middle. Amen. It's a life in vain. But if you can learn, amen, to put God at the forefront of your life. If you can, amen, as you're pursuing college and you're pursuing jobs and careers, Amen. Allow God to be at the forefront and say, God, I'm going to do what I can do for you, God. But I want to make sure that you're right in the middle of everything. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Amen. This scripture I've applied it. Amen. To just simply pastoring this church for just a couple of short years. And it's been my prayer, God, I cannot do this by myself. God, we cannot do this on our own. It must be a work of the Holy Ghost. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. It cannot be my own doing. Amen. But it must be. Amen. It must be what I do. Amen. Intertwined with the work of God, the help of the Holy Ghost. God has got to be in the middle of this church. And he's got to be in the middle of your life. So in the process of acquiring, of building things, and and trying to reach for higher things in life, amen, make sure that God is number one. Make sure that it's him that's helping you. And it's not you forcing some things all by yourself and trying to make things happen. Amen. Trying to make it happen. Amen. Brother Paul gave a testimony a few days ago of how he tried to make it happen and said, well, I'll just go this big wide world. I'll go to China and I'll try and do my thing there. But God wasn't in it and he knew it. Amen. God is not in it because it's of my own doing. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. 
And then for those, amen, perhaps later on in the years of life, amen, you spent maybe the first half of your life acquiring, building, amen, trying to acquire things in life. In the second half, many of you studied the life of many wealthy people. The second half of their life is oftentimes dedicated to preservation. How can I allow, how can I keep, amen, this 401k, this, uh, these mutual funds to sustain me through life. How can I keep, uh, amen, the, those things that I've worked for to sustain me through life? And maybe as a young person, you, you put God first and say, God, help me to reach. God, help me to get somewhere in life. Help me to be something in life. Amen. And God blesses you and God prospers you. And suddenly you find yourself, amen, as a young person, you can imagine, amen, what it must be like, amen, to be driving perhaps a beautiful car that's paid off in a nice house and a nice family and money in the bank and a boat in the driveway and all the different things that you may want. And you may sit back and think, well, this is great. I'll just skip church now. I'll just stop doing what I've been doing that got me here in the first place. I'm just going to preserve what I have. And the Bible says, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Amen. He must be involved in the building of your life and the preservation of the things that you've acquired and you've reached for. So no matter what area of life you are in today, you and I have to come to grips with the fact that I need God. Amen. I cannot make it by myself. Amen. I got up this morning. I began to pray. God, I need you today. God, I need some strength. God, I need some direction today. God, God, I pray that you would be in this service. Anoint the worship team. God, anoint everything that we say and do around here. God, because if we ever get to the point in having church where it's just a formality, it's just a form and a fashion, a tradition, a ritual. Amen. We will have missed. Amen. The most important thread of it all. Amen. That thing that must be intertwined throughout everything that we do is the influence of the Holy Ghost. God, I've got to have it in the worship. I've got to have it in the music. I've got to have it in the preaching. I've got to have it everything in the Sunday school, in the youth, God, as I'm building this house, God, be in the middle of it all. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. He must be, amen, in the middle of my existence. It must be the Lord that's helping me, amen, to go to college, to get a job. It must be God that's directing my steps and leading me, God. God, as I build this house, Lord, let it be your fingerprints. They're all over my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The world glorifies self-made men and women. And they say, well, look at that guy. He did it all by himself. Amen. I don't want to have a life that people look at and say, Lee did that all by himself. But I want people to look at my life. I want them to look at your life and say, wow, we could not have done it without the Holy Ghost. Amen. God's been good. But I'm going to tell you, amen, it's only because God has been putting his hands upon my life. Build the house. They labor in vain that build it. 
Amen. When people look at my life, when they look at your life, when they look at our church, may they see, amen, the name of Jesus. May they see the presence of God, amen, over everything that we do. And they look at our lives, they look at our church, and they say, that church, amen, doesn't have this, doesn't have that, but they got prayer. Amen. They got a hold of God, and God is helping them. God is moving for the abundant life center. God is moving in the Strickland family, in the Samuel family, in the families of our great church. And it's got the hands of God all over it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Except the Lord built the house. They labor in vain that build it. Psalms 127 and 1, our key text here today. Amen. That word house may refer either to an ordinary dwelling, to the temple, or uh, as a place of worship, or to a family with reference to its success and prosperity. Amen. As the word house is often used. Amen. This statement, amen, that we read in Psalms 127 is universal and is designed to indicate a universal dependence upon God. It is designed to indicate a universal dependence upon God in human undertakings. Amen. If you find yourselves, amen, self-reliant, amen, you uh, you are doing everything all by yourself, amen. I, I don't want to be in your shoes, honey. I don't want to be in your shoes if you're if you're neglecting the things of God. If you're you're trying to do it all by yourself, amen. I would not even hang around somebody that says I'm just going to try and do it all by myself because that's a house that's built on shaky ground. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Is my life, is my life reliant completely upon God? God, it's dependent upon Him, God. God, it's dependent upon you, God. I cannot take another step without the help of the Holy Ghost. I cannot make it on my own, God. God, I started out this race, I started out this walk. And I've been praying, God, help me, God, move in my life, direct my steps. And God, you bless me, God, help me to keep that, which I help me to be a good steward of that, which you bless me with, God. Hallelujah. So no matter what area of life, amen, your own personal home life, amen, is, is God in the middle of it all? Amen. Is prayer going forth in your home on a regular basis? Is, uh, is the word of God, amen, uh, uh, an object on the furniture? Is it an object on the, on the coffee table that simply collects dust? Or is it something that is opened up daily and the words of, that, of the pages of this book are read aloud so your children can hear you, amen? Or is it just something that is off in the corner and you forgot your Bible at church again and you, you left your Bible at home this time when you came to church and you keep losing your Bible, you keep forgetting where it is because... You don't look at it as often as you need to. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. God, I've got to have you, God, amen, covering my life. Amen, intertwined through the cords of my life. Hallelujah. This scripture, amen, indicates dependence upon God for life, for health, for strength, for practical wisdom, and for a disposition to continue one's work and for success in it. God, my life is dependent upon you. Amen. It is, there is a scripture, there's a story in the word of God found in the book of Genesis that lets us to know what happened 
to the group of people that decided we're going to do our own thing. We're going to do it our way. We're going to we're going to fulfill our selfish desires and the lusts of our flesh and we're going to make it happen on our own. And a group of people, amen, around the beginning of the the in, beginning of the population of this world, amen, early 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 on thousands of years ago, a group of people came together and said, "We're going to build us a tower that will reach the heavens." And we're going to do it all by ourselves. Amen. We don't need God telling us what to do. We don't need God telling us to to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. We don't want to hear that word from that old preacher man. Amen. We want to do things our way. We can build a house all by ourselves. You got masonry skills and you got electrician skills and you got carpentry skills. We can do it by ourselves. We don't need the influence of a man of God. We don't need the influence of, of, of the word of God in our lives. We don't need the influence of God telling us the dictates of God telling us what to do. I can do it by myself. And so they set out, as we know this from the scriptures, they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower. Amen. That can reach the heavens so that we will never be flooded from this earth again. And they set out to do their own thing. And we know from the study of the scriptures that it wasn't, it wasn't but a short while when God came down, confounded their languages, and wrecked all their plans. Because he has the final authority in your life. And the sooner you realize that, the, the less pain you're going to encounter in life. He's got the power and the ability. Amen. He is the one that makes the rules. God makes the rules and the devil has to live by them. Yes. And without God, we are nothing. I cannot make it on my own. And I cannot stress that enough. Amen. You and I, amen, we cannot do this by ourselves. Amen. We cannot make it by ourselves. If you want to live an overcoming life, Brother John, you cannot do it by yourself. Brother, Brother Terrence, you cannot do it by yourself. Amen. You can't live a positive overcoming life just by mere will and sheer will. Amen. But it takes the help of the Holy Ghost. You've got to allow the Spirit of God on a daily basis. God, get in my soul. God, get in my spirit. God, give me the faith that I need to trust you. God, help me for the power. God, I've got to be, amen, what you called me to be. But alas, I cannot get there all by myself, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Hallelujah. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. And the psalmist does not tell the bitter to the builder to cease from laboring. The scripture. Amen. I want to point out there's no uh, directive to the builder to stop building. Amen. It's not saying don't build the house and don't keep the city. It's just simply saying, amen, that you need to make sure that in the process of your life being lived out in the process of you trying to protect your family, you trying to protect your home, you trying to protect things, that you make sure that God is the one, amen, that is that He's moving in your life, that God is the, the central figure in your life, the central force in your life. Amen. Don't stop, amen, trying to reach for more. Amen. The high school graduates, the middle school graduates, don't stop trying to go higher in life but make sure that God is still, amen, wrapped up in everything that you do. As you go up to college, as you, as you go to high school, Patrice, as you continue to go to education, make sure that God is moving in our life. Then as I pray about, as I make decisions to 
I'm praying about it. I'm asking God to lead me. God guide me. God, should I be an accounting major or should I be a basket weaving major? Should I be a history major, God, or should I be a business major, God? What should I do? God, lead me. Guide me. God, give me the right friends in high school that I can make it through. That I can make it through. A few years ago, probably more than a few years ago, amen. As my dad would say the other day, amen, probably 20 years ago now, actually. I, I was, I've been friends with Brother Josh for a long time. And uh, I think it's I think it was God, amen, that allowed us to become friends. Um, but we, I left uh, Lathrop Elementary School at 7th grade. In 8th grade, we started going to Stockton Christian School. And I think it was about the same time Brother Josh did. And, you know, we we met up. Uh, at, we were in the same class, same grade. And, you know, like we said before, we got in a fight the first time we met. But after that, we became best friends. Uh, but God's blessed me with a good friend like Brother Josh. And the reason I say that is because I remember a long time ago, his mom was a praying woman uh, saying uh, to me, Nathan, you know, I was a, I don't know, a teenage boy. Nathan, I, you, don't, you don't know, but uh, I've been praying for my son Josh that God would bless him with a good friend. A mom was praying, I want you to bless my son with a good friend through school. Uh, and she just was praying. Bless my son with a good friend. Help him to be a good good influence, one for each other. And mama was praying. And because the mama was praying, God blessed him with a good friend. Amen. God allowed us both to link up. And he's been a good friend to me like I've been a good friend to him. And in fact, he's inspired me many times. Amen. As I remember a lot of times in, in middle school and high school, uh, we instead of taking our lunch break in the cafeteria, eating food and all the, all the wonderful food that was amazing back then it seemed like <laughs> the burritos and the, the chili cheese nachos and all the oh my gosh I wish I had more money back then to go back and just pig out every time on lunch <laughs> but there was many times amen in, in those in those early years amen brother Josh and I would go off we'd skip lunch and we'd go to the prayer room which is right across the campus and we'd just pray and I remember looking across many times the prayer room and seeing brother Josh he, didn't, he forgot I was even with him and he was off in the corner just going back and forth, praying, talking in tongues, getting a hold of God. I thought, man, I want that. I want I want that. Just I don't care about anybody else right now, just me and God. And, and I'm saying that because as you go through school, let it be your prayer. God, help me to get through school. Help me to get the right job. Help me to have the right influences in life. Amen. Those of you that have kids in high school or elementary school, you need to pray for them. God, give them good friends in school. And, and be a screen for their friends. There was a lot of people that might uh, want to hang out with, with me and my brothers. And my parents said, no, no, no way, Jose. You're not hanging out with that guy. Unless he's coming here and we can keep an eye on, on things. You're not going to go over there. And, and because of that, amen, uh, God help us to get through a lot of stuff in life. Uh, but through the course of education, I, I was praying and my parents were praying, God, give them a good friend. God bless them, help them, help them to navigate through life, help them to not get wrapped up in this. And because this scripture being applied in my life, that's the only reason I'm standing here today, Sister Gina, is because God helped. He had mercy and God helped me and God wants to help this church. 
As you pray, pray Marcel, God, God pray. help me. God is already working on your behalf to, to bring things into existence, to, to, to bring the right influence into your life, the right jobs, the right managers, and on down the line, and God orders your steps. Amen. Whether it's through, through whether it's through school and praying for good godly friends, or whether it's post school and you're you're praying for a good job, amen. God will give you the right job that won't keep you out of church. The right job that you won't mess up with a co-worker and get into trouble. Amen. The right job. Amen. God can bless you with the, the right college and the right education, the right degree. And on down the line. And, and eventually the right one to marry. And you're praying, God, throughout this process of trying to figure life out, God. God, be in the center of everything, God. I'm going to pray over every decision I make, God. Except the Lord of the house. They labor faith and build it. Hallelujah, where you and I get into trouble oftentimes is when we kind of we kind of buck the word of God and we say, well, I'm going to do it my way. I pray. I've sought God. I haven't heard nothing. And so I'm just going to take matters into my own hands instead of realizing maybe God said, wait. Maybe God said, let me work on you a little bit more. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Matthew chapter 7, as we continue to move through this today. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. If you have it on the screen, Sister Gina, we can read it. Matthew chapter 7 and 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. Everybody in this church here today is going to encounter some adverse situations that are going to test what you're made of. Amen. Life may be hunky-dory. Life may be right there on the, on the beach. Everything's perfect. Everything's serene. Everything's beautiful. Amen. There's no problems, but there's going to come a day, amen, when a storm's going to come your way and it's going to test your mettle. It's going to test what you're made of. And what you do on a Sunday morning like today will help you to get through that stormy situation in life. Amen. It's the prayer. It's the altar calls. It's the worship on a Sunday morning like today. That when you get out there and you face your situation and somebody says, do you want some alcohol? It's free of charge. Do you want some coke? Do you want some heroin? Do you want some, amen, do you want some nose candy? Do you want, in this, do you want to, do you want to see this relationship? Amen, all of these different things that are going to be presented to you. If you get a hold of God right now and you say, God, and God, I've got to build my house on a rock because the storm's coming, the temptation's coming, the trouble's coming. Amen. The devil's going to whisper in your ear. But if you've got a hold of God and you say, God, right now, I need to. I've got to do this right, God. I've got to do this right, God. I've got to make sure, God, that my family knows the sounds of me praying in my home. God, I've got to make sure never before have I felt that weight of responsibility. As the last few weeks, as we brought a baby girl to this world, I pray, God, let this little baby right here, let her know the sounds of me and my wife praying in a home. Let her know the sounds of mom and dad saying, Thank you, Lord. Help us, Jesus, be good to you. Yes. 
consequences for my actions. I'm not going to fool around. Except the Lord build a house. And my prayer is today, like my parents' prayer was years ago, God, help me to raise this child. Help me to raise her, God. The right way. I don't know what to do, God. Your scriptures, your word says, except the Lord build a house. They labor in vain that build it, God. I cannot raise her effectively just reading all the top books in the world of God. Somewhere along the line, I've got to get a hold of God. I've got to allow the presence of God, the Spirit of God to work in my life and in my home. That that baby grows up to see what real love looks like between a man and a woman. Amen. That, that baby grows up to know what it looks like. Amen. To see a prayer life. To see somebody that believes in what it tells. And that baby doesn't grow up to doubt the things of God. But that baby grows up to know that the things of God are for real. They're for real. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I heard somewhere that the number one cause of atheism in the world is people who profess Jesus with their mouths and go out and live like the devil. And I don't want my baby to grow up becoming an atheist anymore. Mom and dad, they preach one thing in church and they live like hell the rest of the week. But I want to grow and say everything they preach. They live that long. Let it be my testimony that my house, my life, my family is built upon the things of God. That God is still number one in my life. That God is still that central force in my life that's pushing, that's propelling me to go forward and to make the right decisions and to go to the right places. Except God is right smack in the middle. It's in vain. It's in vain. The young people do not forget this message today. Amen. Young people do not forget this message that Jesus must be number one. He must be number one. And nowhere down the line can you say, well, I'm okay. I need him. I don't need him no more. Because it's also about the keeping of the city. It's also about the keeping of the city. You cannot make it without God. Psalm 124. 
Another verse says, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Where would I be? Where would I be? Why don't we lift our hands right now? Why don't we just worship God? Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is here today. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If the musicians could come. Hallelujah. Criminal investigators have a tough work to do many times. Criminal investigators are oftentimes presented with pieces of a puzzle scattered. People lying, making up stuff, and they have to be able to decipher what's right, what's wrong, what's truth, what's lies, who did it, who didn't do it, who was there, who wasn't there, what was the motive, all of these different things. The, the team of criminal investigators and attorneys, they go through all of the different material that they have at their disposal that is available to them. And the attorneys will try to paint a picture before the jury when it's time to convict. And they will try to point to different stories, scenarios, situations in that person's life. It happened in, that, in the course of this uh, crime. And they'll say, see, his fingerprints are here. He made this phone call here. He was involved in this situation here. All the different things, he was here. He did this. He said that. His fingerprints are here. Here's a hair follicle. Here's a DNA sample. And they begin to paint a picture. And at the end of it, they begin to say to the jury, all of these different things show us the direct influence of this criminal. He needs to be convicted and tried. He needs to be convicted. Here's all the different indicators that show he is the culprit. He's the reason for this tragedy happening. All of the signs point to him. All of the signs point to this individual. And similarly, as people look at our lives, would they be able to go to different situations and times in our lives, look at different things in our lives and begin to see there's the hand of God there. There's the word of God here. There's an altar call here. There's a prayer meeting that happened there. There's a time when they had an altar call 
and they came forward. There's a time when they had a prayer meeting at their home and they prayed and all these different things. And people look at one's life and they give credit to God. They said, the only way you made it, Leah, was because God's fingerprints are all over your life. And somehow, I made it through. Somehow, though the task, though it seemed daunting, it seemed impossible, I made it through. God helped me. God worked in my life. But make no mistake about it, none of those things can happen except the Lord build a house. Except the Lord is building that house. Except the Lord is keeping the city. You say, what happens if I neglect to do the things the right way? As we stand here today, as we close this message out this afternoon. Amen. The New York Times and several other publications you may have read they writ they wrote articles about the millennium towers in San Francisco how many ever heard of the millennium towers amen a few of us have heard of them the 58 story luxury condominium high rise in San Francisco which cost a reported 350 million dollars that's a sizable investment a sizable investment 350 million dollars amen the rich live in Millennium Towers. Amen. You and I, unless we pulled resources together, probably could live there. But there are some people that, that can afford that. They enjoy blowing money. But in Millennium Towers, that $350 million building, luxury condominium high-rise, according to recent reports, has sunk 16 inches into the soft soils of reclaimed land and is currently tilting because somebody didn't do the foundation right. Somebody didn't do the foundation right. That's a whole lot of money down the drain. That's a whole lot of energies and, uh, and skills that have been expent for naught. Unless they find a way to salvage that building and they try to prop that building up, that's going to continue to fall. And it's going to cost a lot of, and it's going to probably cost a lot of money even currently to get it repaired. It makes a big difference how you build your life. The foundation of your life is so critical. God, help me to do this right. You say, I'm just starting out this this life. I'm just starting out living for God. I haven't even gotten anywhere, but I'm I'm building a foundation upon which the rest of my life can can be established. What we do here on Sunday morning, what we do on Sunday morning will impact future generations. It, it will impact, amen, my kid, amen, your children, amen, it will impact them because you are building a foundation, amen, that is a, a foundation that's built upon prayer, that's built upon the word of God, and these are eternal principles, amen, which will stand the test of time, and if I can live my life, if I can build my life upon the word of God, on the principles found in the word of God, Amen. Nothing will destroy my life. Nothing will shake me. Nothing will topple this life. Amen. Because Jesus is the one that's been building up. He is the one that's in the foundation of this home, of this church. He's the one. He's the one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Amen. I love hearing amen friends of mine. Amen. They, uh, they've had homes built and they put the word of God in the foundation of the home. Amen. That's what we've got to do. Amen. Many times. Amen. Is we've got to make sure that the word of God is the foundational anchor for our lives. God. Let prayer be the thing that anchors me. The word of God that preach. Word of God be the thing that anchors me to the things of God, to a, to a right thinking, to right understanding. Hallelujah. When you go out to college, you go through high school, even middle school, and then there are going to be teachings, amen, that are contrary to the Word of God. And you've got to make sure that you understand this book. You understand that here is the Lord our God is one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's God that did it. Not some random, improbable chance. But God that did it. Hallelujah. As we sing it to the Lord, amen, I'd like us to come to this front as we conclude in prayer. Amen. I'd like us to just make our way to this front. Amen. We're not going to, amen, make a spectacle of anybody here today, but I would like us to come to this front as a church, as a collective body today, and just begin to reach out to God and say, God, help me to build my family. Help me to lead my family. Help me to lead my life, God. Help me to go through life making you number one, God. Come on, I think it'd be good if we make our way to this front and we reach out to God one more time. Yes. Come on, why don't we lift our voices? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, why don't we lift our voices to Him? Oh, God. Jesus, help me with my family. Hallelujah.